with the Lord. You'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
Praise the Lord, everybody had a little technical difficulty. All of a sudden, my mixer disconnected from my software program. So, yeah, had to get it reconnected, so it took just a minute there to do it. But welcome to today's broadcast on this Wednesday, and it is the uh, fourth day of October. This month is rolling along. Tonight, we got Bible study at CAC. We want you to be a part of that. Come on out and be with us at 7 p.m. As we're studying starting points for revival, we are having revival, and uh, we are uh, having, well, last Wednesday, we had three that got baptized. So, yeah, we're uh, we're having revival. So uh, come on out and be with us. That's 7 o'clock. Tonight, we'll be studying and not only do we study, we have church. We praise the Lord, worship the Lord, have a good time serving the Lord. If you don't have a good time serving the Lord, then you don't have the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so uh, I'm glad to have the joy in serving Jesus. And let's see what else we can get into. Uh, everything's been a little bit slow this morning on the uh, on the um, uh, computers and internet and all of that. So I don't know if it's just something that is unique to my situation or if it's something that is happening all around. But uh, anyway, it seems that uh, everything's just a little bit slow in reacting this morning. You click on something, then it just seems like it takes a while for it to, uh, to for it to start working. But uh, we're going to try to get all that lined up. But uh, welcome to the broadcast today. It's ten oh seven and fifty nine degrees. Oh. But uh, you know it's going to warm up a little bit today. Going to turn out to be a pretty nice day. Uh, I was looking at the um, at the weather yesterday and seeing how that we just have a few more days in the 80s and then it's going to really drop down. It's going to be 84 today and looks like it's going to be somewhere around 82 on Thursday and Friday is when the change is a coming. So get ready. It's 70 for the high on Friday, but that's not. That's not the uh, bad part. The bad part is on Saturday, 56 degrees for the high. Not the low, the high. Yeah. And then on Sunday, 55 degrees for the high, not the low. But you might as well get used to it because it looks like all through the next couple of weeks, it looks like it's just going to be in the 60s and lower 60s at that. So uh, that's for the high. So keep that in mind because uh, that is just something that uh, is pretty amazing when you start looking at uh, how quickly our weather changes from uh, our... uh, from our uh, warm weather to uh, now, it's going to be uh, cold. In fact, the low, the low for sa- Saturday night into Sunday 
it's going to be 39 degrees. Yeah, 39, folks. That's that's snow weather. That's right. <laughs> Get a little precip. Might have a little snowflake flying here and there. But, uh, well, we have seen snow on Halloween and uh, end of October. And uh, so we have seen uh, snow during that time. And uh, I remember when we was building on to the church, uh, we was building the youth wing in the dining room, and uh, it snowed uh, while we were having our trunk or treat. So, yeah. And, of course, uh, trunk or treat is not a time of selling, uh, celebrating, I should say, uh, Halloween or anything like that. We're witnessing to the people that's out and about going up and down the road. We're witnessing to them, telling them about Jesus. So we want you to be a part of that and uh, come on out and be with us. That'll be, as we see our announcements, uh, let me scroll those along the way so that you can kind of see what we're getting ready to announce, and that way you can make note of these. And uh, we do have coming up uh, this month, just a few weeks away, that's right, just uh, uh, about two and a half weeks away, Saturday, October the 21st, 7 p.m., and Sunday, October the 22nd, 11 a.m., Brother George Scott's going to be with us. So, yeah, we're excited about Brother Scott coming. CAC Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. Come on out and be with us for Harvest Time Crusade. That's the 17th through the 19th. Also, CAC Daily iCast. Uh, we're having a um, we're having a uh, a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, celebration online, and that will be December the 5th. And uh, we started broadcasting Monday through Friday back in 2013. So keep that in mind. Then our Christmas program is coming up December the 10th at 6 p.m. And our CAC New Year's Eve celebration, a time when we praise the Lord that we made it through the old year. Praise the Lord at the beginning of a new year. Come on out and be with us. That'll be Sunday, December 31st, 9 to midnight. 9 to midnight, so keep that in mind, and uh, be a part of any and all of those events that you can. Of course, we have our prayer requests, Sister Tennille McCoy, Braden Anderson, and Cohen Hunt, and if you have a prayer request, you can put it in the chat room, the comment section, or you can call in at 606-282-4108, or email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for each and every request and for the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one today who is watching either live or by way of on demand at a later time that you would just begin to bless them with healing and deliverance and provision, whatever they have need of, that they will find it by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for all of those that need a touch spiritually, physically, or mentally that are on our prayer list, those that need strength, those that need healing, those that need uh, a touch, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would bring healing and provision their way. I pray also, Lord, that you would bless the broadcast today, that you would get glory out of the broadcast and you would get honor out of the broadcast as we have come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray that you would bless all from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world who are watching today as we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, right now, sunshine outside my window pane. Looks like it's 59 degrees, and it's time for us to uh, start our reading in the Word, and we're reading our way through uh, the Old Testament, and if we, uh, if you stick around long enough, you can say that you have read through the New Testament, because we're going to just jump right into the New Testament right when we get through with the Old Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've not only read the Old Testament, the New Testament but you've read your way through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. 1 Kings chapter 2. Now the days of David grew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, and his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee. Said he, a man on the throne of Israel, Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me, and what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, unto Abner the son of Ner, and unto Amasa the son of Jether, whom he slew, and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore according to thy wisdom, and let not his whore head go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness unto the sons of Barzillai the Gileadite, and let them be of those that eat at thy table. For so they came to me when I fled because of Absalom, thy brother. And behold, thou hast with thee Shimei the son of Dira, a Benjamite of Baruiam, 
which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at Jordan, and I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Now therefore hold him not guiltless, for thou art a wise man, and knowest what thou oughtest to do unto him. But his whore head bring thou down to the grave with blood. So David slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David. And the days that David reigned over Israel were forty years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Then sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. And Adonijah the son of Haggith came to Bathsheba the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. He said moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. Howbeit the kingdom is turned about, and is become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay, that he give me Abishag the Shunammite to wife. And Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon to speak unto him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her, and bowed himself unto her, and sat down on his throne, and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of thee. I pray thee, say me not nay. And the king said unto her, Ask on, my mother, for I will not say thee nay. And she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah thy brother to wife. And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why dost thou ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my elder brother, even for him, and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon sware by the Lord, saying, God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life. Now, therefore, as the Lord liveth, which hath established me, and set me on the throne of David my father, and who hath made me an house as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him that he died. And unto Abiathar the priest said the king, Get thee to Anathoth, unto thine own fields, for thou art worthy of death. But I will not at this time put thee to death, because thou bearest the ark of the Lord God before David my father, and because thou hast been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted. So Solomon thrust out Abiathar from being priest unto the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which he spake concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. 
Then tidings came to Joab, for Joab had turned after Adonijah, though he turned not after Absalom. And Joab fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord, and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told King Solomon that Joab was fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord, and behold, he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go, fall upon him. And Benaiah came to the tabernacle of the Lord, and said unto him, Thus saith the king, Come forth. And he said, Nay, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, Thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. And the king said unto him, Do as he hath said, and fall upon him, and bury him, that thou mayest take away the innocent blood which Joab shed from me, and from the house of my father. And the Lord shall return his blood upon his own head, who fell upon two men more righteous and better than he, and slew them with the sword, my father David not knowing thereof, to wit, Abner the son of Ner, captain of the host of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jether, captain of the host of Judah. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab, and upon the head of his seed forever. But upon David, and upon his seed, and upon his house, and upon his throne, shall there be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell upon him, and slew him. And he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. And the king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his room over the host. And Zadok the priest did the king put in the room of Abiathar. And the king sent and called for Shimei, and said unto him, Build thee an house in Jerusalem, and dwell there, and go not forth thence anywhither. For it shall be that on the day thou goest out, and passest over the brook Kidron, thou shalt know for certain that thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thine own head. And Shimei said unto the king, The saying is good. As my lord the king hath said, so will thy servant do. And Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many days. And it came to pass at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shimei ran unto Achish, son of Maacah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, thy servants be in Gath. And Shimei arose and saddled his ass and went to Gath to Achish to seek his servants. And Shimei went and brought his servants from Gath. And it was told Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and was come again. And the king sent and called for Shimei and said unto him, Did I not make thee to swear by the Lord and protested unto thee, saying, No for a certain, on the day thou goest out and walkest abroad any whither, that thou shalt surely die? And thou saidst unto me, The word that I have heard is good. Why then hast thou not kept the oath of the Lord, and the commandment that I have charged thee with? The king said moreover to Shimei, Thou knowest all the wickedness which thine heart is privy to, that thou didst to David my father. Therefore the Lord shall return thy wickedness upon thine own head, and King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, which went out and fell upon him, that he died. And the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon.
1024 in the AM coming up in about five minutes. We're going to be having our teaching session. So you don't want to miss out. We're in Revelation chapter four and uh, studying verse by verse, chapter by chapter and book by book. And we hope that you will be blessed by the teaching and get your pad, pencil, get your Bible concordance. Get all your information out that you need to study with. Study along with us, and uh, you can comment in the comment section. You can send questions through email. There's all sorts of ways you can participate in the Bible study today. Just a little bit of home Bible study, 21st century style, as we bring you the study today. As we said, that's coming up now in about four minutes, and looks like we got some uh, things that we like to do. If you got a minute, well, certainly you do. Well, you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. John is instructing us how to keep the love of God in our lives. Simply put, it's by not loving the world. So what does it mean to not love the world? The Greek rendering for world is cosmos, which takes in the understanding of adorning or decoration. Don't let the world draw you into loving what they do how they act, or how they look. The cosmos. We are the church. And if we want to have the love of the Father, then we are going to have to abandon the love for this world. Time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, which is the only apostle thought to not have been martyred? Which is the only apostle thought to not have been martyred? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, and it'll take you where you need to go. You got a one in three chance of getting it right, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, 
We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Yesterday's trivia question was simply this. It was, um, which, uh, or where should I say, uh, which epistle, uh, of Paul contains his analogy of the armor of God. So where is the armor of God found? What book? And, uh, out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. <laughs> That's right. So we'll give you a hand clap. The correct answer, of course, is the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 13 through 17. And 100% of you got it correct. So you can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And as we said, we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, let's see what else we got. It's uh, 10.30, so you know what we got? We we got no time left. <laughs> we got no time left. So let's see if I can't squeeze this one thing in, though I like to make sure that I try to do this for our, um, our uh, Commonwealth Minute uh, that uh, Richard Nelson asked us to do. Here is one, the Commonwealth Minute. Just takes 60 seconds, so here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. More than 450 students in Fayette County Public Schools are homeless. T.C. Johnson oversees homelessness assistance in Fayette County Public Schools and said that this is a growing crisis in Lexington that desires our attention, so he can't tell all of us enough that they need our support, and that it's our responsibility. Now, it's shocking to learn that so many students in Kentucky's second largest city don't have a home to go to after their last class of the day. So why is this happening? Family breakdown is certainly a contributor to this crisis. Now, while healthy family formation is the best safety net for homelessness of our kids, Lexington residents and churches have an opportunity to provide the needs for some of the most vulnerable citizens there. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Pretty amazing that the second largest city in Kentucky, Lexington, has uh, that uh, large number of homeless students. Yeah. So, yeah, homelessness is a problem. It's a problem here in small-town America. It's a problem in big-town America. And... uh I, I would like to just say this. It all starts with broken homes and with sin because uh, broken homes and sin will destroy anybody's life. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Well, let's see if we can't take our break. We take our break because we got to clear up the lags so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch that any key because... We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. 
CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily ICAST, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century styles. We bring you just a little bit of teaching today, and we want to pick up where we left off yesterday, and we're studying in the book of Revelation, and we are in chapter four, so if you want to study along with us, we pray that you will take notes, study along, and even study deeper, even beyond what we study right here on this broadcast. So let's just pick up where we left off, and we're in verse number one, and we was going to go to the last part of verse number one, and um, so I'm going to read the whole verse to you. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things, the things which must be, everybody say, hereafter, hereafter. And uh, then it just simply says, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Notice what happens here as we... uh, begin to look at this and and study this today, I want you to look at what happens after this. What is the after this? Well, we're going to study that today, and we're going to see what transpires after this. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study your word. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will take the word and and rightly divided, expound it fully so that we will all leave here with the knowledge that we need. 
For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, um, looking at uh, this particular uh, phrase, after this, and I want to just back up just one little verse uh, because it was uh, it was after this, the very beginning of the verse, after this. The words after this follow Revelation 2 and 3, which deal with the church. So, of course, after this refers to what follows the church age, what happens after the church is gone, what happens when the church leaves this world. Well, after this, uh, being uh, this uh, uh, reference and refers to what follows the church age, uh, we have to understand the church is mentioned at least 16 times in the first three chapters of Revelation, and it is significant that it in no other place in Revelation can we find the church resident upon the earth or still upon the earth. The rapture of the church is clearly taught in the Bible. Now, we we talked about the word rapture. Some people uh, get hung up on the word rapture. They say, well, rapture's not in the Bible. And so why would you use the word rapture? Because the word rapture is our English word, which just means a catching up or a coming up hither, just like the Bible says. So you can label it coming up hither, uh, you can label it when the Lord uh, resurrects the dead in Christ, and then we which are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the air. But it's so easier to relate to when you just say rapture. And so uh, this is not adding to the word. It's not taking away from the word. It's not changing the meaning of anything. It is just simply using an English word that we use in our language so that we can understand. you got to remember the, um, the Bible was written in Hebrew and Greek. And so uh, a lot of the uh, translation, of course, new uh, you got the King James Version, you got New King James Version, you got all sorts of other versions. All of these uh, were translated, especially the King James Version, in Old English, which means uh, it was the language and the way of expression at the time uh, in England because it was, uh, you know, uh, King James that had uh, everything translated into uh, the old English language. So a lot of times when we read something in the King James Version, it's it's a little odd to us uh, of the way it's worded because uh, you have thou and, and uh, didst and uh, all sorts of other types of words that we don't use today. So um, that is something that I think sometimes when people say, oh, well, you know, I'm strict King James Version. Well, that's what I I stand on, I preach from, and I embrace. But I also understand that sometimes I need to know what these words mean. I need to know what uh, it is expressing because it's expressed in a different way than what we today understand. So 
or use the words and language. So that's why sometimes you need to look at the original Greek or the original Hebrew, or you need to look at maybe a translation that puts it more in our language. Now, there's only a few because, I mean, there's some translations out there that eliminate uh, verses and takes and change the meanings completely. I do not fool with them. But there are uh, words out there like the... Uh, the uh, ESV version, uh, the NLT version, uh, those those are all good versions that you can uh, compare. And I just use them for comparison with the King James. And if it changes anything, I don't let it change it in my heart, in my mind, uh, because the King James version is, uh, I feel, has stood the test of time for all of us. So I want to kind of uh, give that information and get that to you so that you can kind of understand, even though we're talking the word rapture and it's not in the Bible, uh, it's, it's the meaning of, of getting out of here, being caught up. And so after this, after the church age, that's what verse number one is saying. So we go from chapters one through three, and then we go straight into after the church age or after the church is raptured or taken out of here. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven and with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. Then the command is to come up hither. Let's look at verse number 2, uh, or the end of verse number 1. This is where <clears throat> basically we wanted to pick up today. The, the end of verse number 1 says, come up hither. I'm going to Put this up on the screen for you. Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be, and there's that word, hereafter. So with, with all of that said, these, um, these um, uh, understanding, if we could, uh, the understanding is that after the church is raptured, it, it's, it's like a type and shadow of seeing what John is seeing. Uh, remember, he is, he is called up, he is taken up thither when after the church age, after the church age, he's called up hither, and then he's immediately in the spirit, which means, just like the Bible says, we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the air. You know, we got to be changed. We got to be changed. So, so we uh, will, some will be raised from the dead, others will be changed because we know flesh and blood cannot enter into heaven. So I want to just kind of uh, uh, just uh, give us a little background, if you will. The command come up hither certainly suggests that the rapture takes place at this point. Now, that's an arguable point. Sometimes people want to argue and they say, no, no, uh, uh, we read more about the church later on, but you don't read more about the church later on upon this earth. You read more later on, but it's, it's in heavenly scenes and, and uh, around the throne and different things. So uh, with this, I believe 
just like uh, what it says in verse number four, come up hither means the rapture takes place. So I believe that it's after the church age. Uh, you know, the church right now is is alive and well. We're on the earth. Some people says uh, they think that the, that the rapture's already taken place and, and we're kind of in the tribulation period, but that's not so. The church is still here, and uh, we are still trying to reach the lost, the hurting, the backslider, trying to get people to get saved because the Lord is coming, and we want to be ready. So the command, come up hither, certainly does suggest the rapture. And uh, after this, John is making reference of... Um, of how that uh, now that every letter has been delivered, everything has been done uh, to uh, to warn the church and to get the church ready, then after this, the command is come up hither. And it, it suggests the rapture of the church. There are two promises given to the church that she will not have to go through the great tribulation. Number one, found in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That's Luke 21, 36. That plainly tells us that the church is going to miss the great tribulation. We're not going to be here during that time. And then in Revelation 3 and verse number 10, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. To me, these verses just back up what John began to write and was shown Come up hither. I'm going to show you some things that's going to happen hereafter. Have you ever um, heard the phrase, the hereafter? Have you ever actually even said it yourself, maybe? Uh, oh, I can't wait till we enter into the hereafter. Uh, what are you talking about, the hereafter? The hereafter is after here. It's just, if you break it down, it's very simple, after here. So when that is connected to the church age, it's after the church, here, after. And uh, so now the command is come up higher. And the first thing that we see is an open door in heaven. A door is opened in heaven. Now, John looked and he saw a door opened in heaven, and the order of events is important because John looked and then the door opened. It does not state that the door opened and then John looked. In the rapture of the church, Jesus is coming for those who look for him. So we see a very similar pattern here. John looked, and then there was an open door. And so we're looking for the Lord's return. And unto them that look for him, he shall or shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Looking for the Lord's return 
is one of the necessary conditions for being ready. If you don't look for the Lord's return, you're not going to be ready. Are you looking for him today? Are you looking for the coming of the Lord today? And you might say, oh, no, Pastor, I've read the Bible, and I've, I believe we got to uh, see this coming when we see the temple rebuilt and, uh, and animal sacrifices being implemented again and all this, uh, then, then I'll start thinking about looking. The Bible says, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. So, so if you're waiting on something, if you're looking beyond the coming of the Lord, and you say, well, I'm not going to get uh, real serious about serving the Lord until I see this, this, and this. That's why I think a lot of people, when they preach and teach that that people are going to go through the great tribulation and, and all of these and the mark of the beast and all this stuff, uh, then people's not going to get serious. I think you do people a disservice. They're not going to get serious about serving the Lord because they're going to say, well, I don't see no mark yet, and I don't see uh, this happening yet, and I don't see that happening yet. So I believe we got to be ready. The Lord could come today. He could come before this broadcast ends. He could come before this day ends. We're, we're preparing for Bible study tonight, but you know what? He could come before we have his time frame, and we just got to be ready. We got to be looking. We got to be expecting the Lord to come. Now, I would like to say that, uh, you know, uh, looking for the Lord's return is one of the necessary conditions of being ready. Are you ready? John was still upon the Isle of Patmos, and, uh, but now he was caught up in the Spirit, Revelation 4 and 2. John take place, John, when the church is a and then it says, Behold a throne. Uh he mall he doesn't in heaven is the throne. Is the throne. Now, there's a lot of people got a different idea of what heaven's going to be like. They think that we're just going to walk up and down the streets of gold and, and uh, hang out with our family members and all this and talk about old times. Well, we'll be known as we're known, but the former things are going to be passed away. It's like someone who's been married, uh, you know, uh, more than once. Somebody says, oh, well, I can't wait till I get to heaven to see my husband or wife. You're not going to be married in heaven. It's not going to be that relationship you have down here. And uh, so somebody's been married more than once. Which wife would you hang out with anyway? Well, Jesus kind of crushed that because he says you do err. You don't know the scriptures because in heaven they're neither married nor given in marriage but are as the angels. So there's going to be a, a different view of heaven then a lot of preachers been preaching and a lot of teachers been teaching because uh, you can go to a funeral and you can hear all sorts of ideas of what heaven's going to be like. But the first thing that John saw, and this is why it's so important that we understand going to heaven is not about seeing grandpa again or seeing grandma again. It's about seeing Jesus. So the first thing that John saw was 
a throne. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne, not not uh, three thrones because he's not going to see three. He's not going to see three co-equal gods, but he's going to see one God, one throne, one God. Look at what it says. It says he saw a throne and it was set in heaven and one. Everybody say one. One sat on the throne. You see, the Bible tells us from Genesis 1 and 1 all the way through to Revelation, there is only one God. And that one God manifested himself in flesh, which we know as Jesus Christ. So with that said, the first thing that John sees after the church age, after the rapture, immediately he's in the spirit. He's changed. Now the first thing he sees is a throne and one sitting on the throne. Now the central place which drew John's attention was the throne. There was only one throne and one sat upon the throne. There is only one God and he is Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our healer, our help, everything we need. There's none beside him. He won't give his glory to anybody else. In fact, if you read the Old Testament, the, the scriptures say he looked beside of him and there was no God beside him. He said that he is God and neither will there be any God formed. That's right, formed. So then how can Jesus be God? He's not another God. He is God. God is true to his word. Read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. But with this said, we begin to see that there is only one God, and he is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, his description is likened unto that of precious stones, jasper and sardine. Jasper is a brilliant stone like a diamond. The sardine is blood red. This is the throne of judgment for the world during the tribulation, which is about to begin. The red sardine stone speaks of God's wrath. However, around the throne is an emerald rainbow. Now, this is not a rainbow representing what people let the rainbow represent in our world today. The rainbow was given to prove that God would not destroy the world again with water. The next time it's destroyed, it will be with fire. That's why the rainbow was given. Now, all of these uh, uh, movements that use the rainbow for their own immorality and ungodly representations, that's just them using something for their own purpose. doesn't mean that's the meaning of it. So when you see a rainbow, be reminded that this world will not be destroyed by water anymore. Let that be what you think of when you see the rainbow. So now we see a rainbow around the great white throne. In, in Revelation chapter 20, we see this come to pass. Only here during the tribulation will judgment be administered, uh, tempered with mercy. Now, before I get into uh, the 
furthering of uh, this, I just want to say uh, that a door was open. We know that Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door. Jesus is the way to heaven, meaning that we must do what he says and what his word says in order for us to make it to heaven. He is the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So Jesus is the door, and John sees this open door, this way into heaven. Remember, a door, as we mentioned, is an exit from something and an entrance to something. So that door, that open door, was the way of leaving this world the rapture of the church, and entering into heaven itself. There had to be a change. That's why John is immediately in the Spirit. Well, I want to close with that today. Verse number 2, we'll pick up with uh, verse 3 tomorrow. But I want to close with that because I think that sometimes when we start talking about these things, if we go too fast, if we try to push too much in, we will be confused about things. I don't want you to be confused. I want you to be ready. I want you to be looking because the Lord is coming back. So I want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to uh, pray that the Lord will help us to be ready and to be looking because, after all, I want to be ready for the rapture. Let's pray. Lord, I come before your presence. I thank you for everything you've done. You're so good to us. I want to be ready, Lord. I want to be ready and looking because you could come today. You could come tomorrow. You could come 100 years from now, but you're coming, and I just want to be ready. Help those that are struggling with the word, the lay out the events of Revelation, help them to be at ease and to know that the first thing that we've got to do is just be ready because we don't know the hour or the day you're coming, but we know you're coming. And if we're left behind, it's going to just be judgment and rejection. But help us to be ready, Lord so we can have part in the first resurrection. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we give you praise. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed the teaching session today. This has been an honor to be with you today from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world to teach the Word, to study the Word. I want to take the the Word off the pages of the book and, and be able to rightly divide it, expound it fully. I believe from Genesis to Revelation, we are to study the Word and to know what the Word says. I believe it's important that we understand. Uh, you need to study And there's a difference between studying and reading. We can read the Word, but a lot of times we don't get backgrounds. We don't get history. And you might say, well, that stuff bores me. I just want to 
get to the part where we shout and, and, and we're uh, going up and down the street of glory and all. But in order to do that and understand that, you've got to understand the rest of the word. And so uh, that's why we study the Word, so that we know how to please Him in all of our actions, words, and, and, uh, and uh, things. So I hope that today's study has inspired you to want to dig a little deeper in the Word of God, and I hope that you will continue to study with us. We do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is simply this. Which is the only apostle thought to not have been martyred, which is the only apostle thought not to have been martyred. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, everybody have a great day. Enjoy this day. Hope to see you tonight at 7 o'clock at CAC, because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.